When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's going to be a little difficult for me at first here because as an 11-year-old boy, I was 11 years old. This is your fault, Charles. All the way. <laughs> and I never got a real job, and it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, a legend in the music industry. There's no question about it. Charles. John, did your father ever uh, teach you how to say your last name properly? It's Shane, but it's supposed to be Schoon with an umlaut right. in German. Schoon. Yes. <laughs> so you go Shane, though. You yeah. Didn't, you didn't change. No, anything. You call me anything, I'll answer at yeah, this me point. Me too. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne Newton solved that, though, with the song, Donka Shane. Yeah, he did, Donka Shane. That, that's very, very true. <laughs> So I'm an 11-year-old boy living over there in North Minneapolis, and I'm listening to music, and, and this band comes on, uh, and I think, did Amos Heinecker have a lot to do with, with getting you guys played, or did you ever work with him? With who? I, Amos Heinecker. He was had Soma Records. Remember, the, remember Soma Records? Oh, that Amos Heinecker, Ira, sure. Yeah, Ira. I have yeah, his son, Ira. Ira. Great guy. Ira came to us in 67, uh, um, with the song What is the Reason off of the Phenomenal. Rascal song. Yep. He said this is going to be a hit. And he was right. Mm -hmm. We got up to number four locally and we had a four-star pick in Record World. And um, we played with the Rascals at Matt Center God. <laughs> twice, I think it was. But anyway, Felix Cavalier comes up to me. He was the organ player. Right. Singer. He comes up to me and he says, you guys did a good job of our song. He says, you can do it tonight. I went, whoa. There you go. John, I got to be honest with you. There are five people that inspired me to get behind, sit down, set of drums, do a little singing, you know, from 11 years on. There was John, Paul, George, Ringo, and a guy named Charles. It's <laughs> pretty cool. That's a fact. I'm telling wow. you, 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 Charles, as a little boy listening to you guys and what you did, I was inspired by it. I said, man, that's what I want to do. I was never good enough to, to take off in a band, so I had to get into radio from bullshit people, you know. But other than that. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I think Charles, I think that's what it's called. But honest to God, uh, you know, you guys, the Grasshoppers, you go to all the great bands. This, people do not realize what a great music town this always has been, still is. But going way, way back, and it was because of people like Amos and Ira and, you know, Lieberman's down there and Bloomington, all the rest of it. Uh, almost all music distribution came out of the Twin Cities. People don't know that. 
Well, yeah, and, you know, like if you didn't leave the town to go like to L.A. or someplace like yeah, that, yep. you stayed here. That's what I did. I you stayed did? here. And didn't, had a very short career. It's only been like 60 years. 62. <laughs> I knew I did that on there. 62 years. One more would be 63. That's easy to remember. Oh, my God. What dial position? 63, baby. Do you go. even know what he's talking about? I have, this is all just up over my head. I have no idea. Dial 63. I, I love it. KDWB. That's, wait, that's Channel you? 63. Channel 63. It was not FM then, it was AM. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got you. That was back in yeah, the old so, days of AM radio. So, yeah, so then you've been around the block then. A few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've been and, around the block. And now my age, I trip a lot. Yeah. And, and so you say, obviously, you stayed here rather than going out to a bigger city. Did you have opportunities well, where people tried I, to get I you guess, there? I guess in all reality, I'm a homeboy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. What was your first big hit? Let the Good Times Roll. It was Let the Good yeah. Times Roll. I thought so. God, what a great song that was. We, uh, I, can I tell the story about that one? I'd love to hear it. The Marigold Ballroom. Oh, yeah. Marsh Productions put on dances there. Marsh, God, now you're bringing back the, the memories. The guy with the memories how to make a buck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marsh was good at that. In fact, at the Marigold Ballroom, you know, they had fire codes everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, the crowds got so big there, Marsh come up with the idea he'd pay him 50 cents to leave so somebody else could come in and get the buck. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's Mar but, Marsh uh, Productions still was over on Lake Street. Though, he's, still there. he's still there. Is he really? Well, no, he's uh, actually he's living in uh, Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. Is he really? But he doesn't drive a Corvette. Not anymore? No. How but, old is Marsh now? He's got to be a couple years older than me. I'm 75, so he's probably 77, God, 78. really? Because he would, th this is going to get a little weird. Well, not weird, but it, it was interesting because I went to, growing up in North Minneapolis, went to uh, St. Anne's for 7th and 8th grade. Okay. And I met the Laurent twins, Guy and Greg Laurent. They're twin brothers. And their sister, Paula, might have dated a guy named Marsh for years. Paula Laurent? Paula Laurent. That was their <laughs> older sister. Isn't I'm, Charles, I'm isn't that amazing? I the guy that had to line that up. <laughs> you did? I had to line it up. I had to go out with a girl named Linda Margolis. Oh, I remember Linda Margolis. My God, Charles. <laughs> so Paula would go out with him. That is, that's <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> Honest to God, she was stunningly beautiful. She's Oh, I haven't seen and her she years. was the mildest, mellow oh, yeah. girl. Yep. Remember that? God, how lucky. <laughs> you know, people always talk to me about this, Charles, and they probably maybe bring it up to you as well, John. Paula <laughs> Laurent. Paula yeah. Laurent. Yeah. That's exactly. But the luck that I had in my life. How many kids growing up in North Minneapolis are going to run into the, the biggest Midwest producer? There's no question about oh, that. Yeah. I mean, that boy was very, very, or still he, is very successful. He, uh, he will make you laugh no matter what. Yeah, it's true. He will. And I got to tell you this, the first answering machine, you know, the photo with something Playmate or something uh, right, that right. came out, it had the tapes. The first call I got, I pushed a button, it was Marsh. He kept talking and talking and talking, and then the tape went. <laughs> 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 that works out. One, I, before we move on, I want to thank Marsh for one very specific thing. Uh, because it was the Lorenz used to live over on Washburn, 20, 29th and Washburn, I guess it would have been right there. Uh, right behind the Dairy Queen. The Dairy okay. Queen's not, it, it's not a Dairy Queen anymore. But I want to thank Marsh personally because every time he came over in the summertime, 
uh, he and Paula would uh, lay in the sun. Oh, yeah. So I got to see Paula in a bikini. <laughs> so I want to thank you for that, Marsh. That was really great, Ia. I mean, stunningly beautiful woman. Oh. And the nicest, nicest family, Mr. and Mrs. Laurent. God, they were great people. So I'm wandering the streets. I'm 11 years old. I'm going, what the hell am I going to do? We're poor as a son of a bitch. I mean, very, very poor. I mean, like, what am I going to do? And I heard you, Charles. It was you that, that got... It's your fault that I'm here today, as a matter of oh, fact, because well, it went from music. Here. <laughs> so it went back and forth. It's so great. I, I, when I saw your name on the docket, I went, man, I don't know if I'd be able to handle this, man, because I've been a huge, I'm your biggest fan for 62 years. Well, now. I thank you for that. It's I true. thank you. And, you know, we got the show coming up at Medina. Oh, yeah, I love October Medina. October 6th. Yep. We're calling it the last dance. No. Really? Yep. Last dance. Don't tear up on me, Charles, damn it. It's close. It's hard. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's really, really hard. How many times have you appeared out there? Pardon? How many times have you appeared out there in Medina? Oh, I can't count. No, God, no. There's no question. What was the name of the bar? It, it became a uh, Rudolph's Barbecue right there at Franklin and Hennepin. Mm -hmm. And you guys, there was, when it was a bar, you, you guys used to play there once in a while. Uh, well, I, I was trying to think of the name of it, but I can't remember it. I'm trying to think of it, too, but I thought you were going to go to the Cascade Nine. Oh, the Cascade Nine. <laughs> you burnt out your brains. <laughs> Me, personally? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did. I think maybe we all did. People need to understand, because I don't think they know this, and it was because of Lieberman's and Music Land and all these different... This was a hotbed of music production in the world, basically. I don't oh, think people know that. Absolutely. We had... You know, and it wasn't just rock and roll back then. It was country, too. But it was the old country. Yeah, yep. Like the Flame Cafe and that. But, you know, I think Marsh might have had as many as 25, 30 bands oh, yeah. in the stable. And everybody was working five, yep. six nights a week. I, I, I laugh about it now. We traveled to Crookston, Minnesota God, in a 64 uh, line, straight stick that... When in the wind hit you, you shift, switch lanes without trying, and 500 <laughs> miles for 500 dollars. Really? And then we gave Marsh 20 percent. <laughs> he got his hundred bucks out of the deal. You gotta go back to Marsh, no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but we he, actually the Dell Counts were like his number one band, of course. But he'd have us going out to these places so he, we could recommend all the other bands. Right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he had it coming in financially and the people doing the work for him out there, you know, out in the music industry. You guys had a huge hit back in the day, and I think, I cannot remember, it was a, might have been KLOS, but it was a, a radio station out in California that wouldn't play your song for some reason. Probably because the Rascals killed What is the Reason. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. WLS, we had yeah. a four-star pick in record world. Man. Right. W.S. was playing the song Come On Up, which was the A-side, mm -hmm. and then they flipped it, knocked us, boom. That was it? Yeah. So. God, I will never forget that, though. But it, but it, it just, to watch that and to be so close to it because Marsh was always over at the sure. Lorenz house and all the rest of it, then you and I met many, many years ago, like I said. That, that well, you, but, you know, the thing with the music industry today, and I can honestly say I was playing and am playing when the songs made sense, 
I'm still trying to figure out why I've never been to Spain, but I kind of like the music. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Something like that. Yeah. John, what's your perspective on all this stuff? John is Charles' son. It's all I've ever known. I always joke about his fans have known him longer than I have. Yeah. You know, and it's <laughs> like true. Me. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> the guy, the, when you're younger, I was a metalhead, and I liked a different type of music, and sure. it was just my dad. And then eventually you get older, and then I did my thing in music. I went to L.A. and opened yeah. play between Bush and Motley Crue. God. Viper Room Whiskey, played for some of my favorite bands just like he did. And I always kind of wondered why he never went all the way. Because right. I started to realize yep. how much of a freak this guy is. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. true. He no, is a, you're right. He plays every instrument. I was the 58th anniversary. The drummer got your 59th, COVID. He had a little temperature. He didn't show up. My dad gets on the drums. He hasn't touched drums in 20 years. And he played better than <laughs> anybody else. He's just got a, a natural pocket that you cannot develop. I, mean, I would agree with that, yes. And I don't know if you remember this, but you were seven years old when you won a contest, a talent show, and they said on the news right before the TV cutout, is this Minnesota's answer to Elvis? He was seven. Seven years old. I mean... Were you the answer to Elvis? Well, well thank I you. thought I was. I had my hair black and... <laughs> 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 That's, well, but, I, I, you know, I'm telling you, this whole town, this whole state, the entire Midwest, because of what happened with you guys and all these other people. Like I already mentioned the grasshoppers. I haven't talked to those guys in a long time. Oh, you know, and I used to watch the bands because back then they had Battle of the Bands. Yeah, oh, all the time, yeah. So I would watch, like, Froggy. He was a drummer from the Ivani's. <laughs> right. So I saw him doing that triple beat, you know? Yeah, So yeah. I'd go home and I could do it right away. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? So then I showed it to the drummer we had. He could hardly he could hardly do it. So let the good times roll was Tony Priest. God, what a great song! Playing drums on that. He had only played drums for about two months. He never touched a stick in his life. Mm-hmm. He couldn't play fillings, but he could keep a beat. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> That's I suppose all he had to that do is back true. Then. So what's on the docket now? Now, John, are you involved in the business? Oh yeah. Well, Still, I, I, you move back. My hobby is keeping this story going because it's a story that will never, idea. ever get told again. I mean, how bands don't last a year anymore, and this is right. 62. This is, I mean, minus the documentation, this might be the longer than the Stones. Yeah, I like, understand this what you're is, saying. Like, we tried to get a hold of Marsh, and Marsh is like, oh, I can get a hold of... Well, he passed away, so he can't get the documents anymore that shows... <laughs> Time stamps on when this actually started. Oh, really? So that's really what we what, know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, that, and that's what that's what matters, right? And it's it it's well, it was golden earring up until what? Yeah, they didn't play continuously through COVID. I made sure that they got two shows so that way the run can continue. Oh, I so, like that. So yeah. according to what Gannis told us before, this is accurate. But you know, the they need the timestamp of things that Marsh doesn't have anymore. So, but we we like you said, we know. I mean, this is about. The spirit of music and what this guy's done. He's never left. It's like Jim Johnson from Gypsy says, I wonder mm-hmm. why, you know, you know, I always wonder why you never made it. And he goes, because you never left. And J- Yeah, I see what you're saying. And, you know, just other guys like Jim Walsh played in the Delcons for a while. Like, just all these legends. That, I miss him so much. Right? Dick Rovey. Yeah. From the Castaways. You the Castaways. Me. Jesus. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just Bill. happy that the respect thing and the story can be told about what North Minneapolis put out. The tra- I mean, you got I agree. Trashmen, all these different mm-hmm. groups. It's like people don't realize that some of these songs that you hear on commercials came from here. 
Papa Umau Mau came from here. <laughs> well, back then I sang the bird, I sang liar liar. Right. Little Latin Loopy Loo Chancellors. Yep. Um, high spirits, turn on your love light. I I remember all that stuff. Charles, I was trying to think. Of, I I came backstage to say hello to you many years ago, and I was trying to think of where it was an outdoor concert. Okay. And I went backstage to say hello to you, and of course people didn't want me to go backstage, but then you said. No, no, no. Let him backstage. (laughs) Just yet another fortunate time in my life. Talking about, like I said, just happened to hang out with the Lorentz. Marsh was there. I became a big fan of you guys. The whole band was terrific, by the way. Magnificent. Well, it was. It was just, it was great music. It inspired us. I was in a band for like nine, ten years after that. Then I started BSing for a living, and that worked out pretty well. So, you know, it, but I did. I got into into what I did, and you, like I said, you and the Beatles. Do people often compare you to the Beatles? Um, what's his name that gave you the book? Kevin Odegaard. Oh yeah, Dylan yeah. and all those guys. He yep. when I, I met him when he it was out one time, and he, he asked me why I knew so much about all this good music. Right. And I go, well, my dad. I was like, you ever hear the Dalcons? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah. I was like, well. Charles is my dad. He goes, the Del Counts were our Beatles. They Close were. quote. That's exactly right. That's a very good way to put it, John. Gives me the chills to think about it, you know. But I it's, suppose. It's, it's really weird sometimes. The girl, I mean, I was this big and drunk people spitting on me. Do you know how lucky you are to hear all this good music? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, do you know how many alcoholic beverages you've had? <laughs> no, they never do. They never do. No question. Charles, you think it's a, you just got lucky the fact you never had to work for a living? No, I worked. <laughs> I know you did. I'm just, I actually did. I like, shut up, you son actually of actually did maintenance. Did you really? I yeah. didn't know that. When? Well, Regency Woods in Minnetonka, they're still there. Uh, a lot of the real life buildings that for senior citizens, well, it's funny, I'm, I'm a senior citizen working in a senior citizen building. Well, nothing wrong with that. Fixing all their problems. But that was an advantage because they don't like listening to younger people. No, that's very true. Yeah. Uh-oh, Allie doesn't like that. Allie's in Chicago no, right no. now. They, this ma- this they, makes... they don't get the respect. Yeah. It seems like, you know, yeah. and I came up, when I run into a grouchy dweller, <laughs> <laughs> I was putting up ceiling fans. Lady says, I don't want that chain with the crystal on it. You take it out of here. You know, that's the way they talk. I put it in my pocket while I knew I was going to this next apartment. And I said, God, please help me with this guy. He was a retired lawyer. Uh-oh. Well, you don't tell him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever do get back into the yeah. music business, I'm going to use the name Grouchy Dweller. <laughs> a great name. But I would knock on the door. And when they open the door, I'd take the chain and swing it back and forth and go, you are getting sleepy. And they would break up laughing. Good. So I'm glad to hear that. Break the ice. Charles, anybody you wanted to meet in the business you never got a chance to? Oh, I tell you what. I I look back at it, and I still have to say, um, entertainment-wise, rock and roll, Elvis. You never got a chance to meet him? I was playing at the Cascade 9 when he played here. (laughs) Were you really? Yeah. That was... That was over at the Civic Center, wasn't it? I think it was at the Civic Center. No, it was downtown Minneapolis. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, anyway, they bought. He rented the whole top floor of the Holiday Inn, and <laughs> two of the guys that worked there, they told me they had to put tin foil on all the windows. Oh yeah. On the whole floor, yep. and he had to buy all the mattresses because he wet the bed. Elvis did. Back then. Oh no. 
So uh, he has that in common with Allie. She still wets the bed. <laughs> That's right. She doesn't, she goes, One in ten, Tom. One in ten. <laughs> One in ten. <laughs> yeah, he was on, on things that he couldn't control his... Yeah. I did not. Well, I tell you what, one of my favorite stories, I had a friend named Steve Hatley, worked at uh, 1500 KSTP with me back in the day when I started. He was a midday guy, and he worked at WHBQ in Memphis. And uh, about just every other day, he'd go into work, and Elvis would be there, because Elvis used to hang out at WHBQ in Memphis. He yeah. loved Memphis, all the rest of it. And uh, Steve told me a story. Uh, this story has not a very happy ending, I will tell you that, for me anyway, but... Uh, he walks out the front of WHBQ and Elvis pulls up in this beautiful motorcycle. Just gorgeous. He pulls up and Steve, God, Elvis, that's just amazing. That, that, that's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. He goes, oh, really? Here. He gave him the bike. He hands him the keys, wow. gives him a motorcycle. Even back then, that thing had to be worth tens of thousands sure. of dollars. Right. right? And I will never forget that for two reasons. Understanding how generous Elvis Presley actually was and of course, Steve Hatley died in a motorcycle accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what kind of justice is that? Yeah. But how cool is that? That this legend, nobody's ever been bigger than Elvis. No, Prince uh, got close. Yeah, I stood Prince, next yeah. to Prince at Moon Sound Studio. <laughs> it was 1971 when he was. Uh, Chris Moon owned it, and sure. Oh God, Chris Prince, Moon. Have Prince heard had that a either. cot in the back of the studio. That's where he slept because he recorded the jingles for Chris, and that's how he got studio time. God, I didn't know. You just wow. did a great thing there. I don't know if you know this or not, but I'll try to do it on camera. He just went. So he had a bed. You know, he had a bed like this because <laughs> Prince wasn't very tall. <laughs> no, he, no, he, was, he wasn't. In fact, if it wasn't for his hair, he would have been a midget. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a nice way to put it, but... But, so, he was, you know, again, he was, uh, he was very quiet back then. Oh, God, yes. Very Absolutely. quiet. And uh, I tell a story because it's funny. I don't control what comes out of my mouth. I never have. No, I've kind of noticed that over the years. That's yep. true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he says to me, what do you think? He was listening to playback of I Want to Be Your Lover. Great Soft and, uh, soft and wet. Was <laughs> it soft and wet? Okay, so anyway, he goes, what do you think? I go, I know you got a hit. You managed to steal from everybody. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but wow. and he just kind of smiled and hit me and punched me in the shoulder just slightly. Like, you know what, right? No, I understand I you completely. You got a hit. And then a few months later, of course, he's on American Bandstand. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I remember the biggest that's, conversation. That's a lot of the... Sorry, go ahead. No, Tom. go ahead. I'll, go ahead. Oh, I'll, I was just going to say a lot of the music industry, you know, is just like borrowing from here, borrowing from there, mm -hmm. and then you make your own thing, you know? It's all that's, been done under the sun. Yeah, that's it what Elvis true. did. <laughs> well, that's the R&B. Did you lose it, your, oh, your volume? There, yeah. He'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. we got a couple of minutes left here. So I, 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 I suppose for the, uh, the end of the interview here, I should probably get to the important things and what you got going, what's coming up. October 6th, Medina Ballroom. That's uh, phenomenal. I love you going to be at the Medina. I played there for six decades. Six decades now. Yeah. Has it always been the Medina? Yeah. I thought so. I thought it always had been. Yeah. Well, it's not the original one. The first no, one, right, right. The first one blew up, unfortunately. I remember that. They were resurfacing the lanes. Yep. And Bob, Bob's uh, daughter was in there. Somebody walked in with a cigarette and kaboom. Whoa. Can you nice. even imagine? His, his daughter was in the building? Yep. She got well, killed. Oh, God, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
That's really sad. Oh, and, and, and Bob was the greatest guy. I started, yeah. I started yeah. playing there a long time ago. And every, every time I'd see him, he'd say, how old are you? <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> What's the future uh, of music? Well, I'll tell you what. I don't like it all going mechanical. No, I agree. I you agree. Know, and now they can even tune your voice so you sound like a singer. You know, it's like, um, I don't think, I don't think the people are hearing the true value of music anymore. That's what I, I would have to agree with it. It's all about the money now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have just, you. Who's talking? Have you Nally. heard? Have She's you heard Chicago. the? Have you? Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, Charles. Have you heard that quote from Hunter S. Thompson about the music industry? I don't think so. It goes, the music business is a cruel and shallow money trench, a long plastic hallway where thieves and pimps run free and good men die like dogs. I like it. There's also a negative side. I There's love also it. a I love negative it. side. That's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. I love it. That's well, the music industry in a nutshell. Yeah. But you've you've managed to, you know, rise above all that stuff and you got in at a good time when people were able to work and be creative and you know, you got lucky. Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, I was born with a gift. Clearly. No doubt about it. Well, in closing, I don't want you to get all neither one of us get all teary eyed here, pal, but I've known you for sixty two years. You were the reason I got in the business in the first place. I ended up here because of you, because I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to, I never had enough talent to play a guitar, so I had to play drums. <laughs> hey, I'm a drummer too. I know you are. That's that's, that's why when people go, John, you're you're a good musician. I'm like, wait a second, I play drums. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, the, uh, all the people I've met through all the years, all of all the people I mean I, that I played on the same stage with, mm-hmm. never took a picture with. I mean, it's like yeah, Young Rascals, the Buckinghams, um, oh, the Hollies, God. the Moody Blues, Wilson Pickett, um, Tiny Wicked Tim. Pickett. Sonny and Cher. Sonny and Cher, yeah, it just, I, I can't remember them all. Buddy God. Guy, all these. Oh, Buddy Guy, phenomenal talent. Yeah. Three Dog Night. <laughs> well, it just, yeah, it never stops, does it? Uh, and I got to touch on uh, Gypsy. Oh, you know, God, I miss him so much. Another he, great friend. He was in my band, and, and uh, I'll tell you what, when you got two leaders, you do butt heads a little bit. Oh, there's, there's a shock. Yeah. And I used to hate Thursday nights because maybe he was golfing with you. <laughs> What's your fault, Tom? Way to go. He he come in he come in tired, you know. And I dad call a song. He goes, not again. <laughs> Jesus. Let me say this in closing, Charles. Uh, to be that 11-year-old boy in North Minneapolis over there, uh, dad's long gone. Mom's working her ass off, so I never see her. Um, and I've talked about this. It. Here's how far your inspiration went with me. It was because of listening to you sing. When you sang those songs, you meant it. Oh, yeah. You did. There is no question about that. And that's what I was so impressed with that. Okay. It's not like, ah, he's just saying words. He's singing words. No big deal. That one, That's not who you were at all. Um, so, I mean, I look back. How, you know, people talk about this. You, you meet this guy. You meet that guy. I've pretty much met everybody in the world by now, right? But you started it all. You inspired me. I, I loved the way you, like I said, you were a brilliant singer because I could feel as an 11-year-old boy how this affected you to sing like that. And I don't think most people understand 
to sing really well, you have to be emotionally affected by it, right? Oh, yeah. In fact, sometimes you live the story. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, especially with women. <laughs> well, Allie, you want to jump back <laughs> Ain't in? Ain't it the truth, Charles? <laughs> Ain't it the truth? <laughs> so October 6th, Medina. Medina Ballroom, 7 to 10. What day of the week is we, that? We have that 7 to 10 because it's senior citizens, you know. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand completely. They can't, you can't miss the replays of the 10 o'clock news. No, you absolutely got to know what's going on in the world. There's no question. Uh, I, I, so whose idea? John, was this your idea to come in today? Yes. Thank um, you. Thank I, you. Thank I you, thank appreciate you. it. I uh, love what you've done. I love where you're from, and that's where he's from. Yeah, North, Minneapolis. Saying, North Minneapolis, baby. I drove there. through there this morning. I know. It's, it's so great. The whole thing, but I, just to see you again, and over the years running into you once in a while, and you were always so generous and kind, very, very supportive. You've supported my entire career. Well, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for you, when I was driving to work some mornings, I wouldn't have been, I, I wouldn't have always in a good mood because of you guys. And other people were in a horseshit mood because of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of how that goes. Uh, sorry, I got a little emotional there, Pally. Yeah, well... I'd like to uh, send out a special hi to my people up up where we got a little cabin. They're all listening in. You have a cabin? Where? Well, I've had it for 21 years, but it took me to get non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and go through chemotherapy to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so is it how far up north? Oh, it's only an hour drive. Oh, that's it's not between, bad. It's, you know where Palmer is? The oh, yeah, sure. Palmer? Yeah. It's right there up there. What's the exa exact address? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the roofers the are there now. Probably. Okay, never. They have hammers. I'm not going anywhere near there. Uh, Charles, I love you. I adore you. You were a great inspiration and part of my success. There's no question. A huge part of my success is because I heard you singing. Thank you. And you were so sincere about it. It's like, that's what I need in my life is the sincerity. When I say something on the radio now, I mean it. Yeah. You know? And you inspired that whole deal, Pally. The truth. Yeah, the truth. the truth. Don't you love the truth? You might make somebody mad, but, you know, <laughs> the truth does make people mad. It does indeed. Look what's going on in politics. <laughs> oh, God, don't, let's not get into that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. You did indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles, John, thank you so much for coming in. I, I, and I'm serious. I, John, I think maybe now you do realize that this connection that Charles and I have is, is real. Yeah. Oh, I, I always knew it. Did you always know you that? You can't get that far from the north side and talk about it the way <laughs> you do it. <laughs> Some people get sick of it, though. Oh, well, that's too bad for them because it's it was, the truth. It was such a special place to grow up. I Amazing. I still love the sound of the helicopters off of North Memorial. Oh, yeah? Well, because they always had some gunshot victims in them. That's why. <laughs> that was the whole problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, I'm, really, when you get older, you notice your balance goes a little bit. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I walk when I walk my dog Sky, it's oh. kind of kind of funny. Ninety pound sheep dog. Oh God. And uh, when I first broke my arm, <laughs> I couldn't hang on to one arm. It was two. Oh, you had to hold on with two. Yeah. So what do you do now? Well, I'm fine. I'm back to one. So you got, did you have John do it for you for a while? No, my wife did. Oh, your wife did. Oh, yeah. well, that's nice. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. She she uh. She's the one that's instrumental in us getting this dog. Oh, is that right? 28 years ago, I wanted one. She looks on the internet and she says, I want this dog with tears in her eyes. I did, the, I did the Fred Sanford. You know, like, this is the big one. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, boy. Well, come back again. Yeah. This can't be the I last time you come in. you got to come I back. October 6th is a what night of the week is that? Friday. Friday. What well, is a Friday yep. night? Yep. I will see you on October 6th. Where, when can I, where do I go to get the, the tickets? Medina MedinaEntertainment.com. MedinaEntertainment.com. You can get the tickets. This will be sold out, so I'd get my tickets right now. And if you've never seen this man perform, get off your ass. It's a joy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, he'll make you do I'll it when he starts playing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that's no, matter, true. no matter what kind of mood I've ever been in, I get on the stage, everything goes away. No, no matter what. It's I'm, true. I'm just playing, singing, and people watching, dancing, having fun, singing along. There's a few songs, though. Can I say this? There's Love a few songs I didn't want to do, but I always did it because if the people wanted it, I did it. Achy breaky heart. Oh. <laughs> That's not your kind of song. It killed me. <laughs> yeah, that's not you. No. <laughs> God, amazing. Let me close with this again because I I got to know Charles and was was inspired by him. I talk about this once in a while when I was 16 years old. You're talking the Vietnam War is going on. The world is uh, Northside burned. Yeah. Uh, Plymouth Avenue, they burned it to the ground and all yeah. the rest of it. And because you inspired me to pay more attention to music and pay attention to who can sing, who can't, who's got an important message, who doesn't, that was a very, very tough period for a 16-year-old boy in North Minneapolis. And I got through because of a couple of things. Marvin Gaye was one of them. Oh, Marvin Gaye. Yeah. I saw him play in Robbinsdale. Yeah, in Robbinsdale. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One of the greatest what? singers of Going to find me a bluebird. Oh, <laughs> Where did you see him there? Well, my dad. My dad played. Oh yeah. My, my dad okay. played guitar and he sang and played harmonica and, and he would bring me into these places with music. So it was like it was in my blood. Yeah, no question about it. But that music has gotten me through some very very tough times. You do know that as a singer that you get people through some very tough times. My mom um, passed away. Rest in peace, mom. But her favorite song was Blueberry Hill. I was playing at Grandma Bees. Oh, the, God. The, the night, of, night of her wake and, and funeral. And to get over it, I said, this is for you, Mom. Oh, and I yeah. opened up a Blueberry Hill. And Anybody get stabbed in the audience that night? <laughs> <laughs> no. Good. But when, when, if I come back again, and I'd like to, I'd Please. like to tell the stories about Grandma Bees and some of the great bars that were out back then. Did you know Tony Benincasa? Really oh, well? absolutely. Tony's an old friend. I went to St. Joe's with him. Tony and his wife, Wendy. Mm -hmm. Wendy went to school with my wife. It's a long story, but it was a good one. Actually, his sister, Patricia, okay. I haven't seen her in years. Yeah. But she was the first one to break my heart because I thought she was just stunning, and I was like six years old. Yeah. <laughs> and she was six years old, and basically, I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." I fell, <laughs> I fell in love with, I fell in love with Loretta Young at that age. Well, Loretta Young. Why? <laughs> All right, we got to move. You guys, you need to get back in here. You really do. All right. Appreciate All right. It. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Charles, John. Unbelievable. God bless everybody out there. That's the way I feel about it. Everybody should be blessed. There's no yeah. question. We'll take a break. Be back. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. I'll be out in one minute to say goodbye. You all have helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, the Giza Dream Sheets, the Giza Sheets course, MyPillow 2.0 and more. Great news. The MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. 
The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. Ten bucks says your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. Ten bucks says you can make those returns at Staples seven days a week. Ten bucks says you'll get in and out fast and easy. Ten bucks says when you make an Amazon return at Staples, you'll get ten bucks off your Staples purchase of thirty dollars or more. Ten bucks says it's pretty cool to get ten bucks to spend on something you want just for returning something you don't. Ten bucks says Staples will be your new favorite place for Amazon returns. Ten bucks says you knew I was going to say ten bucks says. Offer good in store only. Exclusions apply. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Lowe's knows how to save pros time and money. Right now, get up to $1,500 off select major kitchen appliances and save 10% when you buy select James Hardy plank siding in bulk. Visit us today in-store or online for more deals you can't beat. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Offer valid 824 through 913. Exclusions apply while supplies last. See Lowe's.com for details. Selection varies by location. Discount taken at the time of purchase. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Your family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew Old-Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Then cheer on the fun. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My car really needs a wash. The $20 Meguiar's bundle includes Gold Class Car Wash for a showroom shot. And what about my tires? Just spray the included Hot Shine tire coating and you're all set. The inside is 
Not great. No problem. The quick interior detailer in the bundle can help with that too. Restrictions apply. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think of that action? Uh, here's the deal. Fall in Minnesota. It's a fantastic time of year, and I feel great about having spent the last few months pursuing my weight loss goals with mnfatloss.com. So basically, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. So I'm down right now about. 33 pounds, I think it is. Indeed. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, no exercise required, to schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. I feel great, and the weight loss has not been hard. I don't feel hungry. I have a great deal of energy, and I'm getting closer to my ultimate fat loss goal with MN Fat Loss. About another, I think, what am I thinking about? Another 10, 15, something like that. With MN Fat Loss, you're only eating real, delicious foods. The MN Fat Loss team really has discovered the secret to weight loss. I thought the idea of losing up to a pound of fat a day sounded great. And I'm here to tell you this program delivers. Fall is a great time to get on the calendar for a free consultation. Go to MNFatLoss.com. That's MNFatLoss.com. Results may vary, and be sure to tell the team at MNFatLoss.com that Tom Barnard sent you. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again to Charles and John for coming in. Unbelievable. The Dell Counts, one of the greatest bands of all time. And Allie, you got to sit here and watch me tear up. Thank you so much for that. That was really sweet, actually. I like that. Oh, I, wish, I wish I had uh, someone that inspired me that early that I knew was a friend. You That's, know? I think uh, about all yep. the musicians that I love. And it's sad because sometimes you meet your heroes and they disappoint you. Mm-hmm. And that's almost worse. But to have a relationship with someone who inspired you like that is very cool. There's no question. And I got so lucky. I mean, like I said, I was an 11-year-old boy at the time. And end up, uh, you know, meeting Charles a few years later, getting to know him and knowing him now for 62 years. It's just, matter of fact, I was not even 11 yet. I think I was, I don't even think I was 10 yet, as a matter of fact, going mm-hmm. back that far in time. But... Mm-hmm. Um, it just to sit across from a legend like that man, and he, well, Minnesota, I, and I don't think Minnesota gets the credit for doing for the music industry what this area did. The distribution of records, all of it came out of here, came out of the state of Minnesota. They did a great job with distribution. That's back in the vinyl days, of course, totally different mm-hmm. business back then. But I still love vinyl the best. I really do. I love vinyl. You guys ever listen to vinyl? Yeah, yeah, I actually have a. Yeah. I have my dad's player from like the '80s. It was the very first one that was automatic, like the his oh, record player. Oh yeah, so oh yeah. It was like it's literally from 1980. He probably spent way too much money on it because it was the first model, and it still works. I have it here with me at my place. And then he's got some old speakers he gave me from the 1970s, and they're made from wood, actual wood. Really? In the United States, yeah. So I have like these really cool, and the sound is so different from what I hear from my other speakers like Sonos or whatever, you know, things they make today. There's just this warm, deep, like intense sound that you can't get anymore. So I'm going to keep those speakers forever. I do agree with that. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it's just another, another one of those days, and, and Jeff's on with us. Uh, and Jeff, you can jump in at any time because you were, I'm sure, a fan of the Dell Counts at, uh, at certain times in your life. But I do look back because everybody keeps telling me, you know, how, how did you ever get so lucky to do this and to do that and to meet this person, to meet that? I've met every person but about two or three in my life that I wanted to meet. Mm-hmm. But you look back, and, and I should have realized this a long time ago, uh, Charles was the first celebrity that I ever met in my entire life as a 10-year-old boy or whatever I was at the time. I think he was a teenager. Um, but I heard him singing, and you, he was just one of those guys. You could tell he meant what he was singing, much mm-hmm. like Marvin Gaye. I just brought up his name. You believed every word that Marvin Gaye sang because of the way he sang it. There oh, he... Uh... He, he owned it. It was emo- his emotions, you know? Yep. I mean, you could almost hear him cry in the song. or how, You however, got it. You know? Yeah. That's exactly it. I cry every time I hear your voice, as a matter of fact. Oh, God, well, it's Jeff Basil. You, you got to meet Charles when you were 10. I got to meet Clancy when I was about five. Clancy the cop. How about that? <laughs> John Gallus, baby. Another <laughs> North Side boy, by the way. John oh, Gallus really? grew up in North Minneapolis. Yep. <laughs> I will tell you something about John Gallus very, very quickly. I will go with this. Uh, he, uh, John had a special needs sister, and I will never forget that uh, when she would once in a while wander off, he would go around and make sure that she was safe. And make sure. John Gallus was a sweetheart of a man, and the way he treated it, he treated his sister like she was a queen. He was, treated everybody that way. Yeah, he did, Although, didn't he? I got in trouble when I first met him <laughs> because... My Uh-oh. mom was the, the leader of the Boy Scout or the Cub Scout uh, den, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they would get these Cub Scouts to come and be in the audience at those kiddie shows, you know. And so I was tagging along as a five-year-old, and my older brothers uh, dared me to go over and punch Clancy in the butt, and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Really nice, Jeff. I was just trying to think of the first time I ever met you myself. I didn't know it until years later, but it came up during the state fair that I was working at WDGY, 1975. I'm up in the booth, and there's these four hunyucks throwing pennies at me the whole time. I will never forget that as long as I live, and many, many years later, I find out they were four Passholt brothers. It Jeff, was it was you. I didn't even know you then. You're throwing things at me. You were up there in that chicken wire cage that they had, Dan, whatever it was. We were That's trying exactly. to distract you. Oh, yeah. By hitting me in the face right. with pennies. Thank you. So, Jeff, was it your idea to start throwing the pennies at him, or were you just going along no, with somebody else's again, plan? older brothers, you know, and so we were trying to, let's, let's, let's see if we can distract this guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember asking Tom one time, "Do you ever remember having pennies thrown at you when you're at the fair?" He goes, "Yes." I go, "That was us." <laughs> <laughs> and now, of course, Jeff is one of my best best friends in the world. One of my favorite people. So our relationship started out. This will show you you can end up loving someone who tried to hurt you the first time he ever saw you. Oh. No, it was more of a uh, teasing. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's you... like an older brother picks on you. And yeah, that's true. Day, you know, you're looking out for each other. So. That is very, very true. But God, I'll say it again, and we'll move on, obviously, with some news, sports, whatever you want to talk about. But it just reminds me again today, I have gotten lucky from the time I was 10 years old meeting people who inspired me. 
to, to be inspired by someone, because I never did get, I, I sat a few feet away from Marvin Gaye once, but I never got to meet him. And that man, he's another one, just legendary to me. But looking back now, how lucky I was to, at 10 years old, to have met a guy uh, that I admired so much. I've been, a, I've been very, very fortunate in my life. I've been so lucky, no doubt about it. You and me both. Uh, you know, I grew up in St. Louis Park, and you idolized. Uh, you just mentioned him uh, during the break, Harmon Killebrew. <sighs> and then to eventually have Harmon come up to you and say, hey, Jeff, how's it going? This was a guy you idolized when you were a kid. <laughs> I know, it's true. You know, it just yep. it it it, uh, it makes you take a step back every time that kind of thing would happen, or with any of these other guys who went on to uh, great sports careers, and to be able to say that you can, uh, you, you know, they're good guys when you can tease each other. Uh, we were on yesterday with Kent Herbeck, and half of the conversation was him giving me a hard time. You know. Yes. And, yep. And I, that's uh, that's they only do that when they actually are accepting you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They no question. Somebody they don't want to be around. So uh, I feel exactly the same way. No doubt. No question about that. It just it's so great to just sit here in front of a microphone and people showing up that uh, that you think the world of. I think it's just great. No question about it. So pass before yeah. I get to before I start tearing up again. <laughs> that was tough to watch and Charles tear up in front of me, oh, man. Like I that like I don't know him at all or like any of his backstory and he started tearing up and I was like, I think I'm about to start crying. I did right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it, Charles. <laughs> just a, a lovely man though, just a great guy. So Jeff. Yeah. What's the latest? Well, I don't even want to talk about sports right now because we got our baseball team. Well, they didn't well, seven to four. They still got slaughtered, but they were down five to one when I went to bed. Yeah, well, there's something with that Tampa team that they can't figure out. Yeah, you know, yeah. quite frankly, I can't figure out either because they have a bunch of guys you've never heard of, and they're always successful down there. Yep, it's it's crazy. They say some guy yesterday, oh, well, he's got twenty some home runs. I never even heard of the guy. You know, <laughs> yeah, there and you I go. heard a great stat during the game. Tampa, I think, is right now on a record pace. They have the most home runs for a team in a season, but also the most stolen bases. No, that's right. A lot of runs, you know. So the Twins have their hands full here, and as I said yesterday, you know, the Twins would like to win to pad their lead in the Central, but Tampa Bay needs to win to make sure they make the playoffs. And wanting to and needing to are two entirely different things. Yeah, good points. Yeah. That is a good point. No question about that. It just uh, And by the way, uh, several people came up to me yesterday and said, man, you had pass on. Of course, uh, we talked about Judd and, Judd and Phil won't be on for the next two weeks because at the beginning of the Viking season, they're always tied up with, with uh, a really horseshit football team. With just, the Vikings I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how would you like to be the Jets? <clears throat> Oh my! Now pass. We got to get to that big time. Is that as bad as it looks or sounds? Uh, Achilles tear. Yeah. Um, that's he's done for the year, and it, you know it says uh, they do the operation. Then it's like a three or four week recovery, but then it's at least six months of rehab where you can just go God. walking and hiking and that kind of thing. Do you think so, this might bring him to an end? It could. Yeah, it but could. Here's the thing. He gets guaranteed money. 
Yeah, seventy-five million. Seventy-five. Wow. No, it's total. I mean, oh, right now he's making eight point eight base, but uh, through twenty twenty-four, he has seventy-five million dollars guaranteed to him. Oh, you know what the kicker there is too, is that they have a clause in that trade with the Packers where he has to play seventy percent of the snaps this season, and they get a first-round pick. If he doesn't play seventy percent of the snaps, that first-round pick. Just doesn't go to Green Bay. Yeah, I think they oh, get a wow. second. I think they get a second round pick instead of a first. Yeah. So the Packers fans are hurting just as much, or I shouldn't say just as much, but a little bit as well with the as the well, Jets. Well, I'm I'll give my uh, Packer fan buddies up here at the cabin a hard time about that one because we're always ripping each other back and forth. <laughs> you know, the Vikings. I uh, uh, one of their problems is their running game. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. uh, what did they only get sixty some yards uh, in Sunday's game? Um, and they need uh, a bigger back. I know that the, the days of the running back are fading away in the NFL, but at all levels of football, uh, the Gophers are in the same kind of thing. They have three speedsters, but they don't have anybody that can pound the line. Mm-hmm. And, right. And the Vikings, it was obvious, you know, they were trying to get in from the two there, and they didn't make it. And then Cousins ended up trying to roll out, and he got caught and for like a three-yard loss. Now, here's what I was going to mention. I I brought it up yesterday. I was going to mention something that might be controversial. Maybe not. But why, if I was a football coach, what's your number one thing? You want to win, right? Why don't teams do what the Bears did in the Super Bowl and give it to the big fat guy (laughs) on the two-yard line and just have him powder through everybody? He's got a running head start. They're standing still. He's going to be able to knock them at least two yards. Yeah. You know? Well, because even though it's only two yards, there are a lot of things that a big fat guy can mess up when you put the ball <laughs> in his hand. They're not, there's That's a reason nice. they're not uh, considered skill position players. But no, I, they definitely, the Vikings do need a bigger back because all the backs, there's, you know, the kind of shifty change of direction. So I think you're 100% correct on that, where they just don't have anybody well, that's got enough girth to get into the gain a couple yards. Right. Well, they. But the other thing is, a lot of these linemen. Oh, he's got great footwork. He's got great footwork. If he has great footwork, he should be able to run. You know, two to four yards. Okay. And he. And don't tell me a big guy strong like that isn't going to hang on to the ball. I mean, all you're doing is handing him the ball and letting him run. <laughs> so my theory is, at even the Gophers could do the same thing, and it'd be on the highlights of ESPN all night long. Look at this. When was the last time you saw that? And people might complain, well, it's not traditional football. Hey, you know what? I get paid if we win. Mm -hmm. I don't get paid when we lose. I get fired. So why don't they do that? I don't know. I wish they did. I I go all the way back on a yearly basis at the beginning of every Viking season. Why didn't you give the ball to Chuck Foreman instead of Brent McClanahan? I'll never understand that. Well, what about Oscar Reed? Yes. <laughs> Give the seed to Oscar Reed. Pumpkin <laughs> seed, yeah. Here's, here's my other football uh, commentary. I was at the Gopher game uh, Saturday, and we were up in the suite with uh, Pat Eberts, uh, one of the uh, – one of the lackeys that Tom has. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one, of, one, of the, nice. one of the real good guys over there that uh, uh, works for Hubbard Broadcasting. And uh, we're in this suite, and 
all the pomp and circumstance before those college games, you know, how can you not get revved up? The great music, the, the marching band, all of that stuff. Well, now it's time to play the national anthem. And, you know, it's the weekend prior to 9-11, all right? And so uh, they ask everybody to stand or whatever. And, look, if you don't want to do it, fine. But go somewhere else then is my theory. Because <laughs> yes. next to us in this suite was this overweight woman <laughs> who didn't get up and continued her conversation with some other guy who had his back to the field through the entire national anthem. Oh, God. Oh. And I, I wanted to do the, <clears throat> you know, or something, but then I thought, you know what, forget it. Because they both looked miserable, all right? But, you know, shame on you, lady, for not at least leaving the scene or honoring uh, a country and the people who gave their lives so that you could have your fat ass sitting in a suite. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I've uh, mentioned to a few people, uh, take your hat off. Yeah. People with yeah. their hats on during the National Anthem. I can't watch it. I cannot watch it. No doubt about it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I had to get that off my chest. It really chapped me bad. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, like grinding uh, your gears. I was like, really? <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> how do you really? <laughs> All right, Pass. You're going to be on with us uh, for eight more shows, man. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, the countdown. All right. Oh, the <laughs> countdown. No, I don't mean a countdown. Right. Matter of <laughs> fact, I might have to get on your ass if I can. I'll go out and get a sponsor. Then you have to be on every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right pass thank you sir all right guys you take it easy you too jeff Passo, ladies and gentlemen another legendary broadcaster another guy who's very very lucky i played mm -hmm. football with his older brother dave and i met jeff uh, when he was a 17 year old kid so i once again i am so lucky i mean not now with the three of you no, so you're not putting us no, in that air yeah like, <laughs> Years from now, I was like, but yeah, you know, it's so lucky I met Tevin coming in at the KQ. Well, apparently you didn't hear the recommendation that I made for <clears throat> you. No, I know. When Amy, you know. Yeah, when Amy called me, I was like, do you sure you have the right number? <laughs> <laughs> but no, Allie, me, i got to tell you honestly, and mm -hmm. AJ, same situation. You know what an honor it is for you guys to drop everything and pop on the show with me? You know, Brittany is taking Tuesdays off because she's lazy as hell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's not really going anywhere. She's just sitting around the house, isn't she? Oh, she, yeah. She's been texting me the whole time. She's clearly not <laughs> been doing anything that important. She's already editing the run sheet for tomorrow's yeah. show. So she's, she's working. She's working. She's got that covered. But, no, for you guys to come in, pop in like this when we needed you and all the rest of it. And, and I'll say this again. The show is going to move a couple hours later in the day because I don't want to get up at 3.15 in the morning anymore. It's tough. I, it's tough, mm, Tom. Yeah. I, I, I just don't want to do it. And, and there's going to be a couple of people that can't make the move to that time of day, which I feel bad about, and I'm sorry for But it is what it is. But, yeah, to have you guys pop, pop in here and hop on the show, it's it's a hell of an honor. No question about that. Well, it's an honor to be here with you, Tom. And, honestly, last week when you were gone, mm -hmm. Don Shelby was on. Shelby's phenomenal. And I, Tevin, did you see me geek out with Shelby? Were you there? I wasn't. I wasn't there, but I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, you. She. It was. I was. Like, I well, geeked out. Yeah, I was, was like, so excited because, like yeah, I watched him like as a little kid mm -hmm. going up to a teenager, and I remember like half of the things he said at least. 
At least half. Embarrassing. At least, yeah. At least half. <laughs> There's another guy, met him many, many years ago. He supported me when every other, well, not every other, because Frank Vassalero was always great. Uh, you I know. he's cool. Oh, Frank's a great guy, no question about mm-hmm. it. You get on the list of people, Passolt, obviously a news anchor for a long time, and, and a few others, but, but it's just, did you see the picture of Don Shelby and me at the State Fair? Yeah, that was really cute. With his head on my shoulder? <laughs> yeah. It was so sweet. Don and I have become great friends. Hey, if it weren't for Don Shelby, I'd have probably killed somebody back in the day. Because <laughs> I come in and sit on the roof of Channel 4 and smoke a cigar with him and go, Don, I can't take much more of this. I'm just telling you. He goes, ah, it'll be okay, Tom. Don't worry about it. Easy yeah. there, big fella. Easy, yeah, easy mm-hmm. big fella. That's exactly right. But, yeah, I mean, very lucky guy. And, unbelievable. and they all stayed, like, a lot of times, especially in media, like, I mean, Allie, for example, was at 93X and I was in Chicago. So you get people mm-hmm. where they move to other markets. And I feel like a lot of the, you know, OGs here in this market, they all just stayed. Like, whether it's a lot you, know, of them you did, yeah. Mark yeah. Rosen, Don Shelby, like, everybody's still here or who, in around. Who was the guy? There was a guy on CARE 11 who went to L.A. Who was that, Tom? Oh, you talking about Paul Majors? Paul Majors, yeah. Yeah, Paul went to, He's, he finished his career out in Los Angeles. Paul and I were really good friends most of the time. Not all the time, <laughs> but most of the yeah. time. No, but Tevin's right. I agree with Tevin. He's right. People, we, people stick around here because it's, it's a good life. Paul and I were really good. Because of Jeff Passolt, of course, working with him at CARE 11. Um, that's how I met Paul, Paul Majors. And then Paul and I would go through periods where we'd get along really well, and other times we wouldn't get along so well. Uh, we, my family was out of town on vacation, and our barn out in Dayton burned to the ground, right? So I get video of Paul Majors on Channel 11. Uh, unfortunately, some sad news for uh, Tom Bernard and his family. Uh, he's out of town right now, but his uh, barn burned to the ground last night. Long pause. And he goes, I didn't do it. <laughs> 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 on the news, he said that. Wow. It's like, oh, God. No, Paul, what a talented guy. Too bad he was homely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she goes, you yeah. You didn't have that going for him. Oh, Christ, i got to do some commercial. This show's almost oh. over. I better get moving. But we will be right back and wrap things up right after this, ladies and gentlemen. Everest Men's Health can help, whether it's weight gain, low energy, and, yes, low libido, or if you're just not yourself lately. That's the key. If you're just not yourself, go see Everest Men's Health. Everest Medical Specialists look at the whole picture, figure out what is causing the changes, Starting with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and body composition. Once they identify the deficiencies such as low testosterone or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, exercise prescription, and nutritional guidance. Everest is offering a $50 testosterone test for Tom Bernard listeners. Everest provides a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics you know. With three convenient locations in Plymouth, Woodbury, and Egan, they specialize in men's health. So you can go there for any health issues you may be experiencing. Remember to get a $50 testosterone test. Tell them Tom sent you. Go to EverestMensHealth.com. That's EverestMensHealth.com. And Doug. With Liberty Mutual, you can customize and save hundreds on your car insurance. But what to buy with those savings? Yep, I bought a sound effects machine. 
Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Consumer Cellular's award-winning customer support is 100% based in the U.S. And you are 100% based in the U.S. That's something you have in common with Consumer Cellular's customer service. Consumer Cellular's customer service likes pizza. And you like pizza. You want a free month of service and we want to give you one. We obviously can't wait to hear from you. Visit consumercellular.com slash free month and enter code free month to get your second month free. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Promotion is subject to terms and conditions. This is Tommy B saying who's better than you, AJ? For my pals at Niemeyer Trailer Sales, they've been a part of Minnesota since 1965. The name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make some memories camping wherever you want, no motors but pulled trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Father Jim Sr. started the business and the brother and sister team of Tim and Lisa Handel Albertville with Jim Jr. at the helm in Elko New Market. They're the best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood and Northwood. Niemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personable employees, often sons and daughters of this third-generation family-owned business. They simply do what they say they will do every time because their name is on the building, that's why. And with a huge selection of RV service professionals standing by, you will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. Niemeyer takes care of every memory maker, I mean customer, that visits uh, their Albertville or Elko Newmarket location, head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. They're my friends at, they are my friends too, by the way. Tim's a great guy. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. God, we only got three minutes left here. So let's just rail on Allie for three minutes. Perfect. Jesus, Palomino. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. So... Are you going to get back into, into doing some podcasting, radio, anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always open to it. I've, I've had some opportunities that I haven't taken because they just weren't right for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll always, I'll always be open to looking into things. But I'm also, I just started um, my own business about a few months ago. What are you doing? Voiceover. So, oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chicago's I just got my great... LLC. Yeah, I just got my LLC the other day. So, got my own my own company now, Tom. Just like you. See, big shot that you are. I was at uh, mm-hmm. uh, Apple Plus for I don't know, Jesus about thirty years down there. 
Sharon was my agent forever. He spent a lot of time. And I used to have to come and go. I think I mentioned that uh, yesterday on this show. Mm -hmm. You couldn't do things remotely back in those days. If I did a commercial in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, you had to go there to get that done. Yep. And what changed that first was the fine folks over at National Public Radio, NPR, have a studio. And they actually had a satellite dish you could use so you didn't have to go anywhere. But there were, I think, four times a year you couldn't use it. When the sun was in four different positions, the change of the season basically is what it was, the satellite wouldn't work. Oh, that's so weird. Isn't like summer odd? solstice, it was just, yeah. you can't do it. It would just, weird. It just wouldn't work. It was like, God, really? But yeah, I mean, Chicago's got to be a perfect market for you, I would think. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, even just you know, online, like that's, it's really shrunk the voiceover world a lot, but there's still a lot of opportunities, especially in like video games and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's just sort of what you're good at. One thing I will tell you you good at commercials. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. One thing I will tell you after being in business for so many years, what you're really going to like, uh, SAG and AFTRA does, you know, they're going through a tough time right now, obviously, Mm -hmm. but their retirement benefits are really good. So are their health benefits. They're some of yeah, the best you can get. They are. Yeah, it's true. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. No question. All right, one minute to go. Anybody got any closing arguments? AJ? Hey, I'm just happy to be here, man. This is the smoothest show all week so far. Because <laughs> <laughs> com- Brittany's not here. And the common denominator is that Brittany is at home. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, will, I will second that. <laughs> Poor Britt. Britt taking, taking one for the team. She never truly gets a day off. Quitney. She's a mom. <laughs> Quitney. That was the funniest. Back That's got to be the funniest nickname I've ever heard. Well, she would, d- d- tells everybody on the KQ morning show that she's leaving the show, and I was like, okay, Quitney. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she's been a pain in the ass for my entire life. Or yeah, her I mean, entire life is a better way to put it. She's been in and out of your life several times. She has indeed. My family yeah. adores that woman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Quitney. Right, to the point where you're like, I have to now like not like you as much just to offset the love that you get <laughs> yeah. from everybody else. <laughs> she does, man. People do like her. Yeah. Allie, uh, thank you so much. Now, are you going to be filling in for her on Tuesdays for a while? Um, You know, I, I'll have to talk to her. I just sort of, I, I get a question and I say yes. So All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep, yeah. well, you got to, even if you don't, you got to pop on once in a while. It's great working with you. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you guys. You too, Tevin. You yeah. too, AJ. Hey, thank you. By the way, you're the first woman I ever worked with that actually tried to look good when you showed up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Nah, <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I got to sleep in. Like, I usually wake up yeah. at 3 to do radio, so waking up at 5 was a lot easier. Yeah, it's got to be. you got to get away from that, that whole deal. Just, mm. oh, God, getting up at 3.15 in the morning. For 37 years, oh. I got up at 3.15 in the morning. And I'm still you know, not Tom, I was. I was going to whine about it because I did it for 11. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's enough. 11 is enough to whine about. It's true. All right. We will talk to you later. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. That's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow.